This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. I'm Matthew. And I'm Molly. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where <laughs> literally just forgot our slogan <laughs> for a minute. How many times have we done this? We've only done it like 157 times before. Uh, the show we, wait, wait, are we really up to 157? I, we're no. in the 150s. We are? I think so. God, I remember when we passed 100 and that seemed like crazy. Hang on, I'm going to look it up. Okay, so no, okay, I, I, was, yeah. I was wrong. We're, we're in the 140s. Whatevs. Anyway, it's the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. <laughs> and today... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you, you, Molly, can have some. Oh, the, thank you. It's, it's the reader Thanks. who can't have any. And um, maybe we should mention that this episode is about fresh herbs. Yeah, so we're actually not cooking anything. I mean, we could be cooking, but we're not going to cook with no, these it's, fresh herbs. It's hot in Seattle. and It's we're... hot. It's really... There's a car alarm going off. It's so hot that people are committing crimes. <laughs> That's right. They're losing They're, their minds. Civilization into has cars. broken down. It's uh, 75 degrees. There are there are mobs. Yes, it's 75 <laughs> degrees. Mobs are forming. <laughs> Stuff is burning down. Cars cars are are coming to life like maximum overdrive. Christine. Right. Like Christine. In Maximum Overdrive, do trucks, I guess like everything comes to life. Well, don't you remember Stephen King's Christine? That's, yes. Maximum Overdrive is also Stephen King. Oh. oh it, it's I'm, like, it's oh. like Christine and then some because, because like a bunch of things try and kill you, not just one car. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Uh, so yes, yeah, so we got fresh herbs. Oh, that is some beautiful basil there. Thank you. Fresh from Delancey. Okay. I'll tell you more about these things as we get to them. Okay. We're going to do a tasting because I feel like I'm far from an expert on fresh herbs. Me too. Which means we are just... Just the right people to uh, exactly. talk about it today. I mean, not you know, not like last week where we were total experts on Brazilian food. Yeah. So there, there is a noted expert on fresh herbs whose restaurant is mere blocks from where we're recording. Because when I think of fresh herbs, I think of Jerry Traunfeld, formerly of the Herb Farm, now of Poppy Restaurant in mm-hmm. Seattle, uh, and author of a couple of great cookbooks focusing on how to use fresh herbs. Yes. Also, really nice guy. Totally nice guy. And if you go out, if you go out behind his restaurant, there's a beautiful herb garden where they where they grow and harvest the herbs for the restaurant, which is just like the most romantic image, isn't it? And they do really cool stuff. That, that we don't actually have here to taste today, oh, no. like Anna's Hyssop, oh, yeah. whose name I love. It's, it's wonderful, yeah. And uh, Shiso, uh, what else do they do back there? 
Oh, like lemon thyme, probably. Yeah, um, all those times. All, <laughs> they spend a lot of time. No, we're not doing time puns on the show. Okay. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> okay, fine. Okay, um, so let's just get right to it. So what are your favorite, just off the top of your head, what are your favorite fresh herbs and what, what are some things you do with them? We're not going to be comprehensive. Okay, I think my favorite fresh herbs are no-brainer. Basil. Never heard of it. Delicious. Cilantro. I am one of those people who love cilantro. Me too. I'm looking forward to... Do, do you know anybody who has that weird reaction where it tastes like soap to them? You know, off the top of my head, I can't think of anybody who I know has that reaction. I, I'm sure I know people who don't like cilantro, possibly for that reason. Ugh, I love cilantro. And then I would say that another one of my favorites, which I've sort of just gotten excited about again, is mint. I think that oh, yeah. mint is so wonderful and really underused. I think it's um, really cool. Yeah, I think uh, mint is great. I remember when I was a kid, we had a mint bush in our backyard, and mint apparently is one of those plants that oh, will just... Oh, it's so invasive. Right, and uh, it, we had to we had to remove the mint bush because it killed some neighborhood children and ate them <laughs> um, or something. I know it was a problem. Should we talk about least favorites? Because I have some opinions here. Nothing comes to mind as like, oh, yes, no, I'm sorry. Yes. We should talk about least favorites. Let's talk about least favorites. I hate dill. Oh my god, I love dill. Okay, well, I I have some dill here to taste, and I'm willing willing to taste potato salad. Yeah, you you know how I feel about potato salad. Oh, whatever. Almost how I feel about egg salad. Okay, dill. I mean, when I think about it, it's it tastes me like like I took a bite of garbage. It tastes me. (laughs) Yes, it's in Soviet (laughs) Russia. The dill tastes to you. It's yeah. It it it's like garbage in my mind. Oh my gosh, I love it. I love it. Okay, but you know what I hate? Yeah. God, I have some real issues with tarragon. Interesting. And I have tried over and over. Like, I remember, I think it's Lori Colwyn who wrote it in her wonderful essay about making chicken salad. This is in the book Home Cooking. Sure. I think she said something about that she feels like the quintessential herb for it is tarragon. I love chicken salad, and I thought this is going to make me love chicken salad even more. I actually couldn't eat it. Like, I really don't like tarragon. I really like tarragon. I don't use it a lot. I feel it doesn't have like sort of a 70s, 80s, like when French food was a big thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I think of it as as used more widely in French, French cooking than in, you know, American dishes. Did you know? <laughs> Yes. The, the French word for tarragon is estragon. Oh, um, I did and, knew, and know And that, that is also the name of one of the guys in Waiting for Godot. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. By the way, it's pronounced escargot. Oh. <laughs> I will. I can say that tarragon is really good in sautéed corn. You huh. you won't like it because you don't. Yeah, like tarragon, I, I won't like it. But if you if you're the kind of person who might be open to a little tarragon in your life and your mouth, then I think sautéed corn is a good place to put it. I have one other herb that I have some issues with. Okay. And that is marjoram, which we're going to be tasting today. I really like marjoram in small quantities, but it so quickly becomes overpowering and it makes anything taste like potpourri. Like like, uh, rosemary has the same problem, right? Yes, although I find rosemary less offensive. Like marjoram really will turn anything into potpourri. Okay, yeah, I got some marjoram because I have no idea what it tastes like. I know the name. I know it's an herb. And there it was uh, at the supermarket. And I'm like, okay, we'll try this. I didn't know you didn't like it. Yeah. Now, yeah, I'm, now I'm really glad I got it, it. You know, I always wish that we had more chervil in our lives. The little leaves are so cute. It's got such a delicate flavor. I love chervil. I don't know what it is either. <laughs> I've bought some a couple times and then like sort of never know what to do with it because we never use it really in this country. I think of it as like a 
molto francese kind of thing. Okay. Again. Uh, I, think, I think of it as something Alice Waters just loves. She's crazy about her travel. Oh, yeah. She's, she's uh, travel crazy. Uh, <laughs> the, oh, the other thing that I really enjoy is... <laughs> I like the hand gesture that went with that. I'm sorry people couldn't see it. Lovage. Lovage. Wait. How am I supposed to pronounce it? I, th- I thought it was lovage, but... Is it Lovage? No, no. I think Lovage. I, I think Lovage is correct. I don't know. I now, think I think it's I'm Lovage. I'm pretty sure you're. I'm, yes, I'm agreeing with you that I think it's Lovage. I was. I made a it face. It tastes when like you celery, right? Yeah. And then there's borage, which tastes like lemon. I don't know what that is at all. Really? It sounds like it sounds like a cross between boring and forage. <laughs> and porridge. <laughs> I think it's borage. We'll look it up. Okay, hang on. <laughs> no, no, I I've heard the word before, but I sort of forgot that the word existed and never knew it was a food. <laughs> I thought maybe it was like, I don't know, like a, a little forest creature. Of, of, <laughs> like a thing they would tell you, like, if you're in Ireland, like, you know, when you go into the forest, watch well, out for like, the borages. I feel like they do it. They do it. Oh, oh they, they... <laughs> oh, but, but borages do it in the forest. <laughs> I think of it as more of like a European thing. Like it shows up in like British dishes. You know what I'm so. thinking of? Bora Groves from the Jabberwock. I don't know what you're talking about i don't know i think it's an herb it's real <laughs> <laughs> that's what it says on oh, the wikipedia a, page hold on, it borage a, is an herb borage, it's real <laughs> has a, a cucumber like taste okay okay and but i think of lovage as having like a celery taste am i right yes definitely great uh, that one i that one i can vouch for thank goodness it's it's also real <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, you know, let's just get to it. And I'm pretty sure that we'll wind up talking about other things. Other things we do with fresh herbs. <laughs> and making out and stuff. <laughs> Probably. Okay. Let, not, we're not going to make out. <laughs> just, just to clarify. Um, but sometimes we talk about it. Let's it, start with basil. Is there a way to order these based on the cheese plate principle? Let me think about this. Yeah, think about it. I think basil or mint is a really good place to start, or parsley. Basil, mint, or parsley. Let's start with basil, then. I would avoid starting with the more oily ones. Yeah, the more ornery ones. <laughs> Which I think of as, like, rosemary, marjoram. Ooh, something uh, it smells smells like I'm, I'm hanging out behind Poppy. <laughs> Oh, marjoram, when you cook it, we used to sometimes put it on a pizza that had like chanterelles and guanciale and stuff. And when it would come out of the wood burning oven, it would smell like weed. Oh, okay. Cooked marjoram, especially cooked in like a dry way, like, you know, roasted on something, smells like weed. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Let's start with this mint. Okay. All these herbs here are from Frank's produce. Ooh, this is not the most delicious mint I've ever had. Got a little bitterness to it. Ooh, yes, but... I, mm, that aftertaste ex- is so nice. That's exactly what I was going to say. Ooh. You know, it rounds out into a beautiful oh. minty aftertaste. What do you do with mint? I'm going to give the same answer for a bunch of different herbs, which is that I use mint most often combined with other herbs in a Thai or Vietnamese salad. And exactly. You know, when I when I think of fresh herbs, like I think of Vietnam first. That's the cuisine I can think of where just handfuls of fresh herbs get thrown into dishes and it seems like this has got to be too much and then it turns out to be great. It's so wonderful though with like a, a really bright fish saucy citrusy oh, yes. dressing. I, I think about, there, there are two dishes actually in my, my newest book uh, that are wonderful with mint. One is the Vietnamese rice noodle salad, there you go. like you were saying. And then the other is just a really simple composed salad of like nectarine, prosciutto and uh, mozzarella. So good with mint. Possibly better than it is with basil. Now I have to say for some reason... I I really like fresh mint in stuff and like just eating a leaf of it. Things flavored with fresh mint, I'm not super into. Like, I I think I like cheapo, fake chocolate, mint chocolate chip ice cream better than any ice cream I've had made with fresh mint. I think I agree. 
Okay. I mean, I love I love a good fresh mint ice cream, but it doesn't push the same buttons. It doesn't. Maybe it doesn't. if you made a fresh mint ice cream and put green food coloring in it, we should try this experiment yeah, sometime. I think it would work better okay. for us. Okay, so let's move on to the basil. I, I want to say, first of all, that I think these basil leaves are really big, and I think that the, the big basil leaves taste different from like the little Let's find ones. out. And I know that there are multiple different kinds of basil. There's like Genovese and other kinds. Thai basil. Thai ho- basil. Holy basil, which are not the same. They're not the same? Um, no, and I think we've given the recipe for this dish that mm. I'm about to talk about before, the um, Thai stir-fried ground pork or beef on rice with fish sauce and lots and lots of holy basil leaves. Have we? Maybe. maybe say, I t- wait, okay. say, what is it again? So it's, you, you stir-fry some ground pork or beef uh, with, oh, yeah, we've definitely yeah, talked about that. Yeah, with garlic and fish sauce and lots of basil leaves. It is such a wonderful recipe. Um, it, it is, mm. I think you wrote about it on Roots and Grubs a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, I'm sure I did. And I've written about it as well. It's okay. one of my favorite, like, back pocket dishes. Yeah, and you serve it on rice and just eat it with a spoon. Oh, squeeze a lime over it. Yeah. So good. This basil it ha- has a strong sort of bitterness going on with it. I feel like... Are we, are we kind of getting to the end of, of we're getting high to basil the season? end of that really wonderful sweet basil season. You're, you're absolutely right about the big leaves versus the small leaves. Totally yeah. different. Yeah, really, really different. So I don't know. When in doubt, I, I prefer the smaller leaves of basil, especially if I'm not doing a lot to them. For pesto, I feel like you can use a mix of the leaves. You can use, you know, what actually comes on a sprig and it's totally fine. What comes on a sprig? Uh, is delicious <laughs> in dig. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. Uh, wait, wait, I, I've got it. If it comes on a sprig, pick the small, not the big. Because the small ones taste good better. job, good job. Okay, so uh, <laughs> speaking of big, these parsley leaves. Oh my god, are ridiculous! That's like a parsley tree. And again, I feel like parsley is one of those things w- where the leaves are much tastier when they're small and delicate. They get very thick. Do you have an opinion on uh, flat leaf versus curly parsley? Oh, I much prefer flat leaf, also called Italian parsley. Is it because you're a snob? Uh, no. It's because it tastes better, I think. Don't you think here? Oh, this is a little sandy. Enjoy that sand in Mm. your mouth. Oh, that's really good. I like it. Mm. I feel like parsley in general gets a bad rap, but that's so delicious. Yeah, I I think it's maybe like its reputation has been burnished in recent years burnished like it's is something like borage you know i think i think the the uh the era of of parsley being dismissed as a garnish is over i just don't think anything should be used as a garnish i mean any herb yeah i know what you mean i'm kind of anti-garnish in general yeah you like the food to speak for itself i've heard this about you i do i do (laughs) yeah i think you know chopped parsley is good on you know a parsley salad is a wonderful thing with like you know picked leaves of parsley wonderful yeah. yeah chopped parsley did we do a All of these episode. herbs, actually, that we've tasted so far, I think are wonderful just with their leaves, like, thrown into a bowl of salad greens and oh, sure. tossed as part of a salad. So wonderful. Um, Fresh herbs. Under, yes, but, underused in salad. Uh, but I think lightly cooked parsley, like, thrown in near the end of, of a dish, is also great and different. There's this super easy recipe that I found years and years ago, maybe, like, 10 years ago in Gourmet Magazine. I think they called it Greek-style lima beans. And you take frozen lima beans, you basically warm them in a little bit of water with olive oil and garlic and parsley and then you finish it with some more fresh parsley and then you feed it to a minotaur and it's so good it's so good so simple and totally that's what i'm talking about shining with parsley i think of both parsley and cilantro as being like something you can use in many many different dishes to just add like freshness Should we taste the cilantro next? Yeah, sure. This is fresh from the QFC. Mmm. I love that. Yeah, me too. 
You know something that's really delicious? You know, like if you take really good cherry tomatoes, I know you're not supposed to put them in the fridge, but if you just put them in the fridge long enough to get a little chill on them, sure. toss them in a bowl with some salt and freshly chopped cilantro leaves, the most delicious snack ever. That sounds great. So simple, so delicious. I like cilantro, um, like make it just a the most basic plain cheddar quesadilla and just put a ton of cilantro on it. That's fantastic. Oh, that's so great. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love cilantro. Can we talk really quickly about washing herbs? Please. Because... I often find that when a recipe calls for fresh herbs, A, I will kind of avoid it because I never seem to have fresh herbs around. You don't have a, a, a herb garden be- behind your place full of, full of anise hyssop? I don't. And the other thing is, is that I hate washing them. Like, I will, most often I just am like, screw it, and I don't wash it. I will, I only wash them if they're sandy. Okay, good um, to know. And then, and yeah, they, you know, they get all waterlogged. How do you keep them fresh in the fridge? So do you often have herbs, like, just at home? Probably no more often than you do. I'll usually buy them when the recipe calls for them. I'm, I'm not the kind of person, I, I don't have an herb garden either. I have grown cilantro before. It got seedy very quickly. Yeah, cilantro I think is tough to grow. Uh, Mint is by far the easiest of all these things to grow. Oh, I know. It ate my brother. I I do think you can store herbs uh, pretty effectively um, by the the way I've done it is put them in a Ziploc bag uh, with like a a moist paper towel Mm -hmm. and uh, they will keep for a week or two that way. I find that actually what I do is I take the herbs and I wrap them in a paper towel and then put them in a Ziploc bag. It keeps them from, um, I, I find that where the leaves come in contact with the plastic directly, it tends to get slimy and yucky. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. And cilantro is by far the least durable of any of them. Like it turns into soup in a couple days and it's disgusting. Smells horrendous. Hey, what do you think of the, you know, I I know a lot of people out there will take like a bundle of herbs, put them in a glass, like a vase and put it in the fridge. Do you think that works? I I tried it just the other day. And did it work? I I don't have an opinion. I think it's cute. I did it with these amazing Asian chives that we bought at the farmer's market. And they like wilted and got droopy immediately. I think chives are also tough. I mean, they're so they're so thin. They get floppy. I'm, I'm sad just thinking about this. I I think this this requires further testing. Okay. But I in general feel like whenever you take anything leafy and put it in the fridge, not covered in plastic, it's going it to dry out and wilt. Yeah. All right. Great. Great. I'm glad we settled that. Let's so, taste some stuff. Should we do something something we're afraid of next? Yeah, I guess let's, so. That's let's all we have left. Dill. All right, let's do dill. Let's do the dill. Now, when when I was a young one in school, a very popular insult was dillweed. Oh yeah, I remember that. Oh god, I hate the smell of this so much. Oh, I love it. Mm. It just tastes like the 80s to me in such a good way. Mm. Oh, I hate this. I love it. The aftertaste isn't great. I mean, it needs to be in something. No, it needs to be out of everything. I love it. Mm. 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 I don't know, it's got like a sort of mustardy quality to it that mm. I don't appreciate. Man, I and want it in like uh, folded into like a, a loaf of like really hearty bread with some like onion and maybe a little bit of cheese. No. <laughs> And, and I like dill pickles for some reason, but hmm. not dill I mean, I will else. admit, I don't love the aftertaste of just plain straight up dill like I don't this, like but... the smell. I don't like the before taste. I don't like the during taste. You know, I'll take that off your hands when, when we finish Absolutely. the show. I'll leave with it. Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, oh, I wanted to note that, that this, is, this isn't just dill. This is baby dill. <laughs> oh, baby dill. Woozy, <laughs> woozy. Hey, let's taste this time. Oh, oh, we have time. This is just English time. That was not a time pun, by the way. Now, here's something I love about time is when you get a nice... Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? What happened? Oh, my gosh. oh it smells great. <laughs> 
I think time is really good in meatballs. Are you back with us? Are you, have you rejoined the ranks of the I living? love using time. Okay, here's here's one thing but, I love about time is you can take the sprig and go like, oh, yeah, strip and like it. strip the leaves off. Oh my God, I but Matthew, stripping. eat one of those. It's really pungent. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. It's gross. It's It really needs to be cooked. It and, really and, and needs to be And diluted and stuff. It's, it's stronger than these other herbs. It's, it's like, very, very strong. I, I like had to, over like years, train myself that uh, when you're making a pasta sauce, you need to make it too like unpleasantly salty to eat straight because you're going to be serving it over pasta. And the time is like, you know, it's unpleasantly timey if you eat it straight. Can we just talk about the fact that pretty much all of these herbs are somewhat unpleasant to eat straight? Well, I, and I think that's sort of the point of what what makes an herb an herb. You know, it's it's a plant that is so strongly flavored that you generally can't eat it as a vegetable because it's too strong. That's true. Okay, that's a good point. Like, like yeah, we're not gonna just eat this like lettuce or broccoli or whatever. Right. It's- I mean, I think I think parsley and to some extent cilantro are exceptions, and they're probably the lightest flavored ones for that reason. I think the rosemary is going to be just terrifying. I'm s- that time really made I feel a little ill. Do you want some meat jelly? <laughs> it's hard to release the yeah. Rosemary, rosemary is so tough. Yeah, that's. <laughs> well, you <laughs> you've successfully released the hounds. Um, can I rant a little bit about rosemary? Please. I feel like rosemary is vastly overused. Interesting. Rosemary. I am not into like flavoring roasted potatoes with rosemary. I, I don't like it. Just like tossed willy nilly into things. I don't even really love rosemary bread. I feel like it just overpowers everything it touches. It's very strong. So you're not a, a proponent of the like throw a sprig of rosemary in the pot when making a super stew and then fish it out. God, I am not. I would um, do that with thyme. I would do that with thyme. Okay. I am I am okay with rosemary. Uh, you know, I think rosemary and lamb really are a great combination, but I uh, I agree with you that it's very easy to overuse it. It's clearly one of the strongest <laughs> flavored herbs we've got here. Ooh, my mouth tastes so gross, Matthew. Luckily, we only have one left, but <laughs> that's the good news. The bad news is it's marjoram. Okay, hold on. Let's smell it. It really does have a vaguely weedy smell, but it's so much more so if you cook it. Yeah, I see what you mean. I'm taking a picture here. Do I have to? Oh my god! You're so ah! <laughs> wow, this is like I, I I don't actually hate the flavor. Ooh, do you get the poperiness though? I absolutely do. Like this could make your bathroom smell great after you poop. I feel <laughs> I feel like I'll try that. I feel like sometimes the the uh, uh, fresh herbs in the supermarket in the little plastic p- boxes feel like a ripoff. Like you're not getting anything, and you you're spent three dollars. This is like a thousand servings of marjoram. Marjoram, you know, when it's used. Well, it's really nice, but you need to be pretty much like wave one leaf of it over whatever dish you're serving, and that's enough. Wow, I I did not expect this to be like this. I, it, didn't, I didn't know this was going to be so hard. There's a restaurant here in town that serves a wonderful ragu, like a bolognese kind of thing mm. for, for pasta. But a couple of times when I've had it, it's been so profoundly margarine I almost couldn't eat it. It was I, like marjoram sauce. I'm just impressed that you were able to pick out marjoram as the offender. I, I don't couldn't have done that. Maybe what, I could now, now that you've had marjoram, you will find it everywhere. Interesting. Yeah. Woo. I feel disgusting. Yeah, I feel I feel like I've I feel like I went to, to an herbalist and got prescribed something like, you know, you're gonna have to take this, but you're not gonna like it. 
Wow. What are we going to do to get this flavor out of my mouth? I think we're going to eat some uh, Brazilian delights. Okay. Uh, do we Anything else we should talk about? I feel like, you know, there's a whole bunch of stuff that we could have talked about. We, it's more than one show, I, I think. I mean, Sage. We hardly oh, talked I about love sage. sage, Oregano. I don't love Sage. Oh. Mm, don't love Sage. Oh, I love, like, Sage in breakfast sausage is just one of my favorite things. Mm. All right. Uh, yeah, I mean, we didn't we didn't really get into the, the uh, Vietnamese herbs. Um, like the, the special ones, like the sawtooth herb and rau ram and stuff. Does, uh, does lemongrass count as an herb? Uh, yeah, I think lemongrass counts as an herb huh. because, you know, it's, it's, the, it's the leafy part of the plant and you're using it in small quantities for its intense flavor. Okay. Um, you know, it, it doesn't seem leafy in the same way, but it is technically. Yeah, good point. Good point. So maybe maybe we'll revisit this. We didn't really talk about shiso. I love shiso. Um, we didn't talk about like using herbs in cocktails, which which I'm often in favor of. My burps taste terrible, Matthew. <laughs> we, okay, we need to shut this. Yeah, thing. We, we need, need to, to end this, this. Molly is feeling ill. <laughs> Uh, so uh, that was our that was our one of our fresh herb episodes. <laughs> what, that was yeah, we just won in a series. Uh, I can't can, wait for the next one. We didn't even talk about what we do with these things. Well, we did a little bit along the way. You know, we talked about salads. We talked about uh, okay. corn. We yeah, talked about that Thai dish. We talked about we ate some banh mi for lunch before we started recording, and that has some cilantro on it. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about quesadillas. I think I think I think we did okay. Great. Okay, I give us a, a solid C plus. Great. Uh, we passed. And uh, you can find us on uh, the, on the line <laughs> at, <laughs> at spilledmilkpodcast.com. That's, that's a site on the World Wide Web uh, where you can you see some uh, pictures of, of the herbs that made us ill and uh, <laughs> a couple of recipes, probably that Thai um, uh, stir-fried pork and stuff recipe. <laughs> you can find us on Facebook. <laughs> At facebook.com slash buildmilkpodcast, where you can recommend what, what herbs we should poison ourselves with next time. Uh, you can leave us a review on uh, iTunes, which is short for Internet Tunes. <laughs> and till next time, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk. We ain't got time for this jibba jabba. I'm Molly Weisenberg. And I'm Matthew Amsterberg. Of Pike Pike Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.